It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome back to Iowa's Newsworthy Past. The following episode includes items published in the Lamar's Semi-Weekly Sentinel from Lamar's, Iowa on Friday, August 30th, 1907. A word to the public. In offering Miss Courtney Morgan in A Woman of Mystery, we feel that you fully appreciate our endeavor to give you the best in theatrical entertainment at the lowest possible living price. Knowing that the play was played by Madame Bernhardt for 480 nights in Paris is proof enough of its worthiness. You, or most of you, already know Miss Morgan's ability. It only remains for us to state that we have spared neither time nor expense in giving this production the most correct and elaborate scenic equipment possible and in engaging nothing but the best artists for the supporting company. We hope you will encourage us to offer more of this kind of high-class attraction by your presence at its performance at the Lamar's Opera House on Monday, September 2nd. Your humble servants, Jewel Walters and R.D. Way, managers. Mystery in Poisoning Bull Smith, a young man from Alton, brought to parents' home suffering from convulsions. Bull Smith, who is employed as cashier in the freight depot at Alton, was brought to the home of his parents. Mr. and Mrs. Bull Smith, in this city on Wednesday, suffering from convulsions caused by strychnine poisoning. The young man was brought down in a baggage car on a stretcher and then carried to his parents' home on Madison Street. An Alton physician was in attendance and a Lamar's physician was also called in and, no, and now has charge of the case. They pronounced it a case of strychnine poisoning. The young man has not been able to give any account of how or why he took the poison, as he has been in semi-unconscious and convulsive state since. He was reported to be a little better last evening, and hopes were entertained of his recovery. His relatives state, that he had been in the habit of taking capsules of some patent medicine to induce sleep for the past few months, as he had been apparently worried about something. It is stated he went into a drugstore at Alton on Tuesday and helped himself to a dose of medicine for headache and was shortly after seized with convulsions. Bull Smith will be 20 years of age next month. He is well thought of by his associates and the people of Alton generally. His father, Bull Smith, is engineer of the tank on the Chicago, Minneapolis, and Omaha Road in this city. Back in grasshopper days, Indians, wolves, foxes, and games abounded, has lived here for 40 years. O.F. Ward was a homesteader before Lamar's was platted or a bridge built in the county. O.F. Ward, residing on 4th Street, celebrated his birthday on Wednesday, having arrived at the age of 74. 
He is hale and hearty, and able to do a good day's work at his trade of carpenter. Mr. Ward bears the distinction of being one of the oldest settlers in Lamar's. Indeed, he came to Plymouth County before the town was platted or the railroad built. He was born August 28, 1838, in Maryland, near Baltimore, and was a fisherman in his youth, and also learned the carpentering trade. In 1868, he and his wife came to Iowa and landed in Sioux City, and on April 8th, came by wagon from there to Plymouth County and homesteaded on the place now occupied by Charles Marcus. At that time, Mr. Ward relates, there were one or two scattered houses where Lamar's now stands. Jerry Ladd lived where the Sour Elevator now stands, and he helped Ward locate his claim. Ladd went from here to California. The late Captain Bettsworth lived on a homestead on the banks of the Floyd, near where the Iron Bridge north of town crosses the river. A man named Amos Marvin lived on the site where now is St. Joseph's Catholic Church. Nicholas Redmond and Jake Rubel came later in the same year and homesteaded the farms on which they still live. When Mr. Ward located here nearly 40 years ago, there was not a bridge or a railroad in the county, the railroad not being built until the following years. Bands of Indians roamed up and down the Floyd Valley, and the Indians traded ponies with the white settlers, smoked pipes of peace and emptied jugs of firewater. Game was abundant in those days, there being elk, deer, wild turkey, and prairie chicken, and good hunting was to be had at one store. There were also wolves and foxes in plenty. Mr. Ward, in common with with the early settlers, suffered the rigors of early winters when blizzards were the rule and not the exception, and settlers were snowed in their shanties for days together. He has seen grasshoppers so thick on the ground that a man could not walk through them in the years when the grasshoppers destroyed the crop and turned the hearts of the husband husbandmen to water. The tame turkeys and poultry ate grasshoppers for about five minutes, Mr. Ward says, and then would never look at a grasshopper again. The settlers around used to trade at Sioux City, which was the dirtiest, filthiest place, Mr. Ward relates, he had ever seen. He spent his first night in Iowa at a hotel in Sioux City, the name of which he has forgotten slept five in a bed and could see the stars through the roof and paid a dollar for the accommodation. Mr. Ward has lived here continuously since 1868 and where he found three people and their families there is now a modern town with numberless conveniences peopled about 5,500 souls. John Graff Badly Scarred Sent to Remsen for protection from intruders, thought enemies were after him. Men came into his yard and told him what they thought of him and fired a volley. John Greff, residing in Meadow Township, telephoned to Remsen on Monday night that some men were at his premises and that he was afraid they would do him harm. 
Two constables went out from Remsen and remained all night at the Greff place, one returning to Remsen next day and the other accompanying Greff to Marcus, where he went on business. It was reported to the sheriff here that three men went to the Greff home, called him out and began shooting at him, and that Greff retired into the house and grabbed a gun, but on looking out again found the nocturnal visitors had disappeared. It is not known whether the men were drunk and playing a silly prank or whether it was men who have it in for Greff. Greff is the farmer who failed a couple years ago for $90,000 and since his bankruptcy has been living in ease and plenty at his home in Meadow Township. He was tried in the Plymouth County Court for obtaining money under false pretenses from the German-American Savings Bank, but the jury disagreed, ten standing for his conviction and two for his acquittal. Recently, Judge Gaynor granted him a change of venue to the court in Osceola County, where he will be tried this fall. It is stated that some of the people who suffered losses through Greff's failure are incensed against him and would like to see him punished if he has done the crooked work they allege him to be guilty of, and some of these may have gone to his house on Monday night. Many people doubt this, and some even say it is all a bluff on the part of Greff to gain sympathy. Found a lady's umbrella, inquire at post office of Thomas. Treat. Akron Rebecca Lodge will meet in regular session Tuesday evening, September 3rd at 8 p.m. The seven-year-old son of Jurgen Renkin of Grant Township fell from a bay mow yesterday and broke his left arm in two places. The farmer's elevator will be closed until Monday on account of the death of Mrs. Sarah Gallagher, mother of manager T.B. Gallagher.